The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. I'm, I'm sure that club offering was for you. Not for them. Because if it was for them, they deserve more than that. But let's give it to Jesus. The one from whom all of our help comes from. We look to the His because our help comes from Him. Let's celebrate Him one more time. Let's jam those hands and give Jesus. We give you praise, oh God. All of our help comes from you. We are grateful, oh God. For being our help. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you. We really thank you. We really, really thank you. Out of throne of grace, we say we are grateful. Thank you for 11 months of your faithfulness. Thank you for this last Sunday in November. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for when people gave us no chance, you gave us a chance. We are grateful. We are still standing because you are behind us. We are still standing because you are faithful. We return all the thanks to you, O God. May your great name be praised, our Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's celebrate Jesus one more time. Just give him a round, a worthy round hand of. We give you thanks, Heavenly Father. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the name of the Lord. Fragrance of life, your help is coming soon. In dimensions you least expect. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was phenomenal. That was really phenomenal. That was phenomenal. Praise the name of the Lord. Out of the mouths of babes and suckling, the Bible says it's ordained strength. We're grateful to God. Praise the name of the Lord. One of our brothers who was added one more year last yesterday. Uh, <laughs> one of the um, Dickin, Dickin uh, Iowa. I was, was, thank God for one more year added. He's, he's, he's a multi-taxer. He's in choir, he's in accounts, he's in a... Uh, <laughs> Lord bless you, sir. God bless you. I love you. Love you. Appreciate you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell somebody beside you, God will make you laugh. <laughs> so laugh, laugh like the way God will make you laugh. Just begin to laugh. <laughs> Just begin to laugh. <laughs> hey. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I'm excited. I don't know why I'm excited, but I'm excited because I know, I know, I know that God has done amazing things. 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 You know, sometimes, sometimes when God wants to tell us, give us a, a preview of what is to come, gives you a commercial. You know what is a commercial? 
you know, they just, they just give you a, gives you a small clip and to say, look, okay, this is what is to come. It gives you a small clip of what is to come. You know, as we were rounding up our fast yesterday, um, in the morning, early in the morning, one of my daughters called me and I said, um, Pastor, I said, I'm going in for um, delivery. And this, is, this has been a lady who, 14 years ago, I walked down the altar and conducted her wedding. And 14 years, it was like as if, God, when are you going to show up? Sometimes she'll call and cry and say, I don't know what is going on. The child is not coming. Every single year, I recall I would send a message to her and say, look, hey, this is going to be your year. But one year after the other, the years kept going by. But yesterday, after 14 years of waiting, God gave her a bouncing, wonderful baby girl. And later in the evening, when I was just thanking God, God said, that is just a commercial of what is about to come. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, your testimony is next. Your testimony is next. Of what God is about to do. Of what God has done. If you believe it, shout a believing amen. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. I, I like, I like, I like, nobody should ever think that the past 21 days that you have been waiting is in vain. For some people, the miracle has already happened. Amen. For some others, they have to patiently walk into it. Amen. But whatever way it is, be certain that the answers have been delivered. Amen. And very soon, God will begin to put laughter in your mouth. Amen. Laughter in your mouth. Amen. Laughter in your mouth. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Tell somebody God will make you laugh again. As you have your seats, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We just want to say we thank you. We can never thank you enough. We can't. We can't. If we had a thousand years, it would never be sufficient. But from the depths of our hearts, we say thank you. Speak to us this morning. Let our lives not be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I'll try and see how. I don't know. There's, there's a bubble in my spirit. There's just some bubble here. There's some bubble here. Not because the fast is over. <laughs> but you see, the Bible says my heart is indicting a good thing. It's a bubble in there. It's a bubble. It's a bubble. Last, last Sunday, we, I don't know, yeah, I think it was last Sunday, we started talking about provoking divine spiritual, supernatural help. And we sp spoke on um, the principle or the key of fasting and praying, you know, as, as a tool for provoking help. This morning, I'll, I'll try and crash two, two principles together, you know, as we bring this to a close. And 
the two principles are the principles of faith and praise. Faith and praise. This, these two weapons, these two principles, they can provoke supernatural turnaround. In fact, I believe that, I strongly believe that the currency of heaven is made up of two, these two principles. Many of us have seen the Canadian dollar. Anybody with a $100 bill here? $100 Canadian bill. Anybody? Okay, ma. Please, the King can you please help me collect that money from Pastor? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. This is the highest currency of value in this land. In some countries, they have some that are a thousand. <laughs> some of you are laughing. In some other countries, they have some that are 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> but you see there are two sides to this currency there are two sides one side of it has the face who can tell me who, who this face is some of you just carry notes you don't even understand what you're carrying <laughs> this, 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 the face of this man here it was the is the eighth was the eighth prime minister of Canada, the man they call Sir Robert Borden. You are in this land. Read history. Some of you are just looking as if what what is this man talking about, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and he, he was very instrumental in in the growth of Canada. In fact, during the First World War, the, the, the story goes that he, he was very very instrumental. In helping Canada navigate through the hard times of the First World War. If you turn the back, the back of it has a picture of somebody wearing a lab coat and then looking through a microscope or a microscope. Right? How many people know what, what that signifies? Please let's 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 not be in this land. Let this land pass through us. Let let us also pass through the land. You know, it's very very important. You know, they say back in the days when we, when we went to school, some people pass through the school. The school does not pass through them. <laughs> let's let's look at this land. Now it just it just shows it just shows how many people know that the insulin was developed in this place. There's, there's a lot of medical research that have affected the world globally. That's what just came out from this place. So it's, it's, it's a sign of, of long-standing commitment, you know, to medical research and innovation. But you see, the same way that this is the highest value of importance, you know, currency-wise, 
In the same way, in spiritual matters, this thing can buy anything when you have multiples of it in this land. In the same way, the force of faith and the force of praise is like a two-sided currency of heaven. It can buy you anything you desire in the spiritual realm and bring it down from heaven here on earth. So anything you want out of this land, if you take this currency, put it in your pocket and go to Wonderland or go to Bibay or go to Walmart or go to No Freeze, you can buy anything. They carry it home. But at the same time, faith can buy you anything. Praise can get you anything. In fact, praise backed by faith is heaven's access to anything you desire at all. So this morning, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try by the special grace of God to just narrow it down and I just speak briefly on it and trust God to challenge us. So that when we live here, we know that not only has God done what he has said, it is the fact that you yourself can speak things into existence based on the word of God and it happens to you. So the first currency is the currency of faith. I just realized none of that pocketed this morning. <laughs> God bless you, Ma. Thank you. Before I take it home. <laughs> the, the truth, friends, is that faith is the greatest pillar by which we relate with God. And, and your faith is what gets you anything, not only from the throne room of heaven. But it brings to manifestations the expectations of your heart. That is why the scripture says that by faith we inherit promises. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, we do not want you to become lazy. But we want you to become imitators of those who through faith and patience do what? Inherit the promise. In other words, it is through faith and patience you do what? You grab the promise. You grab the promise. It is through faith we please God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is what pleases God. In other words, God wants to see how your faith is. He wants to see, he wants to see how you trust him in spite of the challenges. He, he wants to see how you step out in faith and, and you trust God for the supernatural. He, he, he wants to see your steps of faith. The lady that told you earlier on, for so many years on her DP, what was there was a picture of a baby. Faith is trusting God. Faith is what ensures or enforces your victory. In 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Say, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is that? It says, our faith. Our faith. 
our faith. Friends, if you want to experience supernatural help, faith must be the anchor. Must be the anchor. Faith must be something you are sure about or you are taking steps about and you are activating because it must be the anchor for the supernatural happening in your life. And faith simply means a strong confidence in God. That's what faith is. It's a strong confidence and belief in God. He says it, that settles it. He says it, I believe. He says it, I'm confident about it. That's why Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is a confidence in what we hope for. And an assurance about what we do not see. In other words, it is a blind trust in God. It is the certainty of your belief. And friends, there are two sides of it because of my time. And I'm not going to be dwelling too much on the sides of it. One side of it, friends, is what you believe. And the second side of it is what you speak. What you believe and what you speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4, reading from verse 13, the Bible says, it says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed. Therefore, I do what? We also believe and therefore we do what? You can't believe without speaking. In fact, the truth is that it is what you believe that you speak. So when you see people speaking things that are negative, that is what is there. You only speak out of the abundance of the heart. So, 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 so the question, friends, is what do you believe? Because what you believe matters. What, what do you believe about, about, about the expectations of your heart? What do you believe? Oh, that is the foundation, friends, of your faith. What you believe. What you believe. In fact, the truth is that your, your belief must be rooted on the word of God for it to have significant impact and meaning. That is why Jesus Christ kept saying, he says, be it unto you according to your faith. Be it unto you according to your belief. We've spent the past 21 days thereabouts. Praying, pushing, trusting God. But do you really believe that all the things you have prayed, God has answered? Do you believe? Some of you, your, uh, your yes is saying, uh, you know. Do you really believe? Do you believe that your miracle has already started happening? Do you believe that you've been healed? Do you believe that your marital partner is coming? Yeah. <laughs> On that side, the lady. <laughs> but, but do you realize that as different as we are, everybody has their own problems. What is the problem of adults and not the problems of young people? And that's the truth. It's not the problem of young people. Some of us now, what, what is our challenge is our health. Well, young people, most of them are strong and they're active and they're going. They're looking, at, looking for a job. 
career growth, the trusting God for marital partners. They're not looking for witches that are stoning or running after them. But some of us, the older we get, we begin to think that, oh, maybe some... You tell the young person about witch, they say, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, there's no witch that is there. But so the truth, friends, is that no matter what it is, your beliefs makes the difference. Makes the difference. Makes the difference. And the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. Jesus answered and said, he said in Mark, Mark, Mark chapter 9, Verse 23, say Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible. So friends, you've got to believe. Let there be a confidence in your heart that in this land where God has planted you, you will make it. You'll make it. Oh, it, it does not matter whether others have not made it before. Oh, it is irrelevant how many years it took some people to settle down. But be confident in your heart. I'm going to settle down because I have supernatural divine help. And I'm going to settle down fast. Let there be a belief in your heart that the job is coming your way. That the marriage you are in will be sweet. And on and on. Let there be a belief in your heart. And friend, when you believe, it is now time to begin to do what? Vocalize it. To speak it. The Bible says of a woman called, we know her as a woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. But if you look at the story of this woman in Mark chapter 5, verse 27 to verse 28, the scripture says she had, which is a function of the belief, and most times, belief comes through so many the things you hear, the things we read, and the things we see. So you must be sure, you must be careful, the things you read. The things you see and the things you hear. If you are in, in the circle of people that are telling you wrong things, please shift. Change, change circles. I remember I was talking to a young man so many years ago. And I said, hey, you had this background. Why didn't you go into this, this field? He said, uh, that when I came to this land, some people that I was working with said to me that I can't start there. That I have to start here. Why will you have what they said? That's how everybody does it. Everybody starts here, friends. That is not how everybody does it. There are people that came from Nigeria or from wherever they came from and got in here and got six figures. So let there be a belief in your heart, trust God for the supernatural. That's what we're talking about. If you have to start here. Yes, it's okay. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong, in, wrong there. But I so said the point is that where you start from, trust God for something higher. So what you hear, what you see, they affect your belief. But, but friends, this woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says in verse 27 of the book of Mark chapter 5, it says when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. But look, listen to the dimension. So she had, she believed. But look at what she said in the next verse, verse 28. Say, for she said, she said, if I can touch, that was the speaking part of it. She said, the question, friends, is that what are you saying? What are you saying? 
Joshua needed supernatural help you know, in fighting the army. Joshua did not start crying. The Bible said that Joshua believed and she did what? She spoke, son, stand still. There must be a speaking that vocalizes your belief. You must speak. You must speak. Because the truth is that if you don't speak, some other things will speak to you. Oh, you don't know that things speak to us. The devil speaks. Man speaks. Seth speaks. God speaks. I told us the story once. I was having, you know, some headache. And then the headache wouldn't go. Then suddenly, it looks as if the headache was increasing in, in tempo. And they started, suddenly started telling me, you have cancer. Oh, <laughs> How does headache, what does headache got to do with cancer? You know, the first time I just, I just brushed it off. The next moment, the same thing came again, it is cancer. The next time he came, I had to shout, no, it is not. That was the last time that headache stayed. The Bible says that Jesus Christ saw a fig tree. As it was coming, the scripture says he was hungry. And then as he approached the fig tree, this, if you look at scriptures, I, I can't recall now where, which, passage of, where, which uh, passage of scriptures it is. If I remember, probably I would, I would highlight it. The scripture says he answered and said, did the fig tree talk to him? I think it should be Mark. I don't Mark 11, 14 or so. You can check Mark 11, 14. Look at it from King James Version. He said he answered. How can a man be looking at, and he says the answer. Why is he answering? The fig tree was talking to him. For some of you, there are things that are telling you you can't make it in this land. Some are saying, some is saying, oh, you, your marriage is finished. Some is saying, oh, you, you, you're in a land where the good men are gone, good, good men are gone. I have people say to me before that the good men and good women are gone. I say, well, the best have not been born. Things, life speak to you. You walk into an organization and they say to you that, look, you can't speak English. And then you internalize it. Oh, they, they told me that before. And I said, what am I speaking now? And the person who was even speaking could not even construct grammar proper, as, you know, better than me. And he, but the, the grammar was disjointed, but he was just saying to me that he can't speak English. <laughs> Life speaks! But, but friends, the truth is that when life speaks, what do you say? The Bible says, and Jesus answered and said. Friends, you've got to learn to speak. 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 But the question is, what are you saying? I, I, I believe that God is asking somebody the same question. He asks Ezekiel. He said to Ezekiel, he says, son of man, can these bones live? What did Ezekiel say? I know some of you are saying to God now, God, you know, you know whether my situation can change. Lord, it's only you that knows whether life can be better than now. In fact, I, I'm not really too sure, but Lord, you know. Lord, you know. But that's not what God wants you to do. 
That's not what he wants you to do. The same thing he told Ezekiel to do, that is the same thing that God wants you to do. He said to Ezekiel in, 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 in chapter 37 of verse 4 of the book of Ezekiel, he says, son of man, do what? Prophesy. In other words, speak to your situation. Speak to the deadness. Speak to the things that be not as though they were, because that is the same way I, your father, who, whom, from whom you got your DNA, that's how I behave. He says, when there was darkness, he said, let there be light. Friends, you got to learn to speak. You got to speak the right thing. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, the Bible says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever shall say, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said, those things which he said. So, you friends, there must be things you are saying. There must be things you are saying. The question is, you can only say what is loaded here. So, what is here? Ask your brother, what is here? And tell your sister or somebody by your other side, say, what is here? Because the Bible says, out of the abundance. If what is here is CNN, <laughs> every time CNN is a binge of, uh, they, say, they say that bad news, you know, travel faster than good ones. They, they, for the new, news media really telling bad stories. Anytime there's no more bad stories, you realize that they're out of news. They begin to fish for one. So, so what is here? For you to be able to speak appropriately, you must load up yourself with the scriptures. That is why for everyone under the sound of my voice, what you should do is look for scriptures that relate to the areas you're expecting God to do the supernatural and do what? Tie it around yourself. Tie it around yourself. Uh, if I believe that many, we have cried enough as a people. We have. You're depressed enough. In fact, the truth is that you may, you may have even complained enough. Since the day you have been complaining and depressed, what has happened? Nothing. It is time to begin to speak to your situation. It's time to begin to speak. It is time to change the world around you, the situation around you. Why? With your words. The Bible says in Psalms 107 and verse 2, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Let them do what? So ask your friend again, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you speaking? What are you saying? What are you speaking? What are you saying? When you are weak, what do you say? Let the weak say I am strong. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. You are believing God for restoration. What do you say? He will restore the years that the enemy has stolen. Joel chapter 2 verse 25. When you don't have resources in your house, what do you say? You pick up a scripture. I shall eat in plenty and not be satisfied. Friends, if you are still eating in small quantities, that means that you are not, you're not really trusting this God. Anything that God does is plenty. He said, I will give you life. How? Abundantly. So you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. 
When, when, when it looks as if things are not adding up, what do you say? I will never lack. Why? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When it looks as if sickness is bombarding, bombarding you, what do you say? You pick up a scripture. In fact, if you don't know Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 off hand, then that means you're not really saying anything. What does Isaiah 53 verse 5 say? Don't put it there. Let's see how many people know it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Those of you who kept quiet, so you. This should be a scripture that should be in here. It should be a scripture that is there every now and then. For he was wounded for my transgressions. Oh, the chastisement that brought me peace was laid upon. Even if you don't know those signs, just know by his stripes. That is, that is, you see, you don't need to take the whole of scripture. Take what is relevant to you and do and run with it. By his stripes, I am healed. So I can never be sick again. Can never be sick again. The devil is saying to you, oh, you're going to die fruitless. No, say no. No. I'm a fruitful vine. For none shall be barrel in the land. Speak to yourself, friends. For every situation you go through, there are words of scripture for you. And I am believing God today that in the name that's above every name, everything you say, God, will manifest it in your life. So one minute, just said, say something to God. Say something about yourself. Just say something. Whatever you want to say, let God hear you. Let the forces of life hear it. I'm blessed and highly favored. Favor follows me. Oh, because with favor, he surrounds the righteous as a shield. And I declare everything you have said unto him, so shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. The second side of the coin that can deliver the supernatural help of God is called the weapon of praise. Friends, praise will always get the attention of heaven. Praise will always get the attention of heaven. But praise is your access to the throne of grace. When throne of grace. So in this house, we must be a praise people. A praiseful people. Must be. Because it says, it says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. It says, it says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy. And find grace to help. In the time of need. So you come boldly to the throne of grace. And there you find what? You find mercy. And there you do what? You find grace. That will help you. To, in every time of need. But you see, how do you get into the throne of grace? Psalms 100 verse 4. The Bible says, enter into his gates. With what? It says, and into his courts. How? In other words, when you want to get into the courtroom of heaven, you're going to use praise as a key. Praise is your access, friends. It's your access. It's your access. It's your access. So every time you take the weapon of praise, what you are doing is that you are going into the courtroom. You say, Lord, I'm coming on. Lord, I've come. You are, you are just awesome. 
You're just wonderful. You're just great. You're just beautiful. God will begin to say, who is blessing me there? Now, who, is, who is honoring me there? Who is, who is there? <laughs> you know, I, so many years ago, I went for one, um, they call it Owambe, you know, from the country where my wife comes from. <laughs> but here they call it, uh, you know, but I don't think there's a proper description to call it here. You, you don't, you, if you call it party, it's not, they don't really do it the way they do it there. So I don't know why they call it Owambe, but it, I don't know. But, it, but they call it party in English. You know? Sorry? They call it what? Oh, okay, party. <laughs> so there, 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 was, there was this guy who was who was the musician of the day. And you know what these musicians do? They are praise singers. So suddenly one you know great man came into the place. And this guy left every other person that he was another thing. And I started calling the name of this uh, musician. I mean the name of this great man. And the guy was sitting down somewhere that I, I could see him that he didn't want to get up. <laughs> and the guys have said that using different kind of adjective, using different kind of adjective. Suddenly, I saw that this man, it's as if I was saying, let me better get up with, with all this description and adjective. If I, let me not just shame myself. And he got up, and then he started, uh, <laughs> he just started uh, spraying and then the other, the guy who was then started increased, increased the tempo. You know how he, he just increased the tempo. I increased the tempo and then the guy just said, uh, until his pocket was, I, I realized that he, he, to tell the guy that the thing was finished, he brought out his pocket and I said, look, so, he's finished, the, the thing has finished. Or he's going to change the song and I said, face somebody else. But do you know that your praise does something similar to God? When you approach him with praise, God is saying, who is there? Who is there that is praising me? Who is there that is defiling all the ops? Who is there that in spite of the things that the devil has done? Who is there that in spite of the fact that I've been silent over his matter, yet he's still able to do what? To bring me a sacrifice of praise. Praise is not a sacrifice until you do it from the place of pain. Until you do it when it is painful. When, yes, you are crying, you are weeping, or things are not going well, but you still are able to say, Lord, oh, you slay me, I will still praise you. What does praise do for the sake of my time? One of the things that praise does is that it gives you access to increase and in provisions. It gives you access to increase and in provisions. Psalm 67 verse 5 and 7, the Bible says, Psalm 67 verse 5 and 7, I'd like us to read what the scripture says there. Please give it to us. Psalm 67, 5 to 7. 
He said, let the people praise you. Let all the people praise you, O God. Verse 6 says, then the earth shall yield her increase. Say, God, our own God, we bless us. He says, God shall bless us and all the earth will see you and see the fearful blessings of God and do what they will fear him. That will be the testimony of somebody today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fear, praise, friends, what? It's, it's a catalyst for provision. For divine help in terms of provision. That's what praise does. That's what praise does. It, it, it's a seed for your harvest. In other words, you want some increase of any sort? Do what? Praise him. You don't have enough. That is the reason to praise him. Things are not working. It's the reason to praise him. Because even in your own situation, you are still better than many. That things are not adding up. It's a reason to praise him. Listen, friends, in ingratitude destroys destinies. It does. It does. The nation of Israel came out from Egypt. And, then, and before then, they were crying and saying, God, please deliver us from these Egyptians. Just deliver us. For 430 years, they were in bondage. Then God was leading them through the wilderness. And then along the line, you know, there was no food anymore. And they said to God, they said to Moses, give us food. And then, of course, God provided food. And when God provided food, they saw bread flakes on the ground. And they said, what is this? They said to God, ah, we used to eat tilapia and creamy lobster in Egypt. Oh, there was a lot of you know, garlic and uh, cucumber and uh, double double. <laughs> when we woke up in the morning, it was iced tea. We had so much to eat, but how come now you are giving us this? What is this? And often and again, many of us are asking God in some form, what is this? He gives you a job. Say, but Lord, I thought that. I thought that. Thought that. And for a number of us, especially the men, I want to say this because I fell into that trap. God brings you to this land. And then you're saying, Lord, but I had it better there. But Lord, why did I come here? Especially when the snow hits you, snow is coming now for some who have not experienced snow. It's coming. But Lord, why didn't I stay there? I told us the story before. The first snow I encountered in 2010 here. No blood was coming from my nose. After I went to shovel, I stood out there and I said, Lord, why did you bring me here? Friends, ingratitude destroys destiny. It does. But the issue is, irrespective of your past, your future is greater than your past. So the issue is, in, in spite of the things you are going through, make up your mind. I am going to be grateful. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. 
I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. Anytime you ask yourself again, Lord, what am I doing here? Make an exchange with the person who is there. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, some thoughts are just coming to me. That's why I'm laughing. But um, praise. Praise is very important, friends. I had a story of a man of God who was questioning God and said, Lord, I, I thought you said that, look, you daily load me with benefits. Why am I still broke? Why am I still broke? He kept asking God the question. And because God saw the genuineness of his heart according to his story, God said to him, rebuke the devil and praise me. So every day he wakes up and said, Satan, take your hands off my provisions. In the mighty name of Jesus. And then he switches to praise. And praise God. Praise, praise and praises and praises and praises. And then his own account, he began, he began to say that suddenly, every day, he, there was shipload of daily supplies. Where they are coming from, somebody would just say from nowhere, God sent me to send you this. From nowhere, he would receive checks in the mail. From nowhere, you know, different things began to happen to him. Friends, the, the truth is that prayer still works. And it, it is my prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice. That as you praise God, supernatural provision will be made available to you in the mighty name of Jesus. What does praise do? Praise secures help to defeat the enemy and silence the avenger. It secures help to defeat the enemy and silence the adventure. Psalm 8 verse 2, the Bible says, out of the mouth of babes and suckling, say, God has ordained praise because of his enemies that he might steal the enemy and silence the avenger. God has ordained praise. He has ordained praise. We know the story of Jehosh King Jehoshaphat. It's a story that many of us know. But just in case you don't know the story, an army ganged up against this man. A great army. And he didn't know what to do. So he cried unto God. And after he finished crying to God, God said to him, hey, the battle is not yours. The battle is mine. If you check that scripture, God did not tell them to go and praise. Go and read that scripture. Read any version you, you want to. God did not tell them to praise. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat appointed singers after consulting with the elders. Now, if you're an army general, you're going to war, and you tell them, like, hey, we're not going to fight, so we're just going to sing. <laughs> you say, ah, look, I see this guy has gone, um, something has gone nuts. But you see, faith tells you that when God says something to you, what you should do is that you should go ahead and begin to thank him. God has said to him that the battle is not yours. The battle is mine. What else should he do? Sing. And for everyone hearing the sound of my voice, God has already said, I will help you. So what should, what should you do? Praise him. Praise him. And you see, as King Jehoshaphat and the people were praising, the Bible said that God sent ambushment. 
Listen, listen, friends. I am believing God today that any enemies start against your life as you praise Him like never before. Every of such enemy, God will bring them down. Praise secures a great victory. The third thing I think I will wrap up at this point so that we can just spend some time to praise God is that praise, praise opens doors. He opens doors. Praise is a bondage breaker. It's a yoke, a wall breaker. That's what praise does. It helps you to secure open doors. Open doors. Paul and Silas needed help. They locked them up in prison. And the Bible says at midnight, they took their you know, tambourines. They took their hands. And then they started singing. And the Bible says that, and the prisoners had them. The prisoners had them. Praise becomes praise. When out of your pain, people are also hearing you. Praise God. The prisoners out there, and, and, and the Bible says that they kept praising, they kept praising, and they kept praising, and they kept praising, and they kept praising, and they kept praising. Suddenly, God said, I think we know what we need to do. Angel Michael, please dispatch one of the men. Let them go and open that prison door. And then we know the rest of the story. Suddenly, the doors, the chains fell off. The doors opened on their own accord. And they said to them, young man, please, young man, please get up. And they walked out. They walked out of the prison. Friends, the, the truth is that praise opens doors. Doors that ordinarily were shut. Listen, friends, if you have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and it looks as if heaven is quiet, try praise. You know what happened with the woman? The woman of Cana. In the book of Matthew chapter 15, you know, verse 23, the Bible says that this woman came to Jesus and said to Jesus, look, hey, master, I need you to help me. My daughter is badly sick. In verse 23, the Bible says, and Jesus answered her not a word. What kind of, what kind of ignoring is that? Can you, can you imagine if, for instance, I'm not Jesus, so, but can you imagine if somebody comes to meet me and say, hey, pastor, please, can you help me pray about this issue or do something about this issue? And then I look at him and I walk away or I ignore him. So, some of you say, this man is a wicked man. You think about it, what will you do? Oh, somebody say we'll leave church. <laughs> he said, answer that another word. Answer that another word. The, the truth is that if it is me, I won't would, I would waste time. Oh boy, help me now. He looks at me. He continues what he's doing as if he, I'm, I'm not a nobody. Will you try if it is you? The, the, the chances are that I won't because no one wants to suffer shame. No one wants to be rejected. No one wants to. I'll look at him and if he's not looking at my side, I just go. But, but the scripture says in verse 25, then she came and brought her instrument of praise. The Bible, some translation says she knelt down and began to praise him. 
There's something that makes God speak when he doesn't want to speak. It's praise. See, he worshipped. And after he had finished worshipping, she said, please help me. Heaven had. And heaven said, there's something about this woman who will not take a no for an answer. There's something about this woman who in spite of, of the rejection will not do anything but still praise me. The Bible says that Jesus lifted up her head and said a word to her. Now that was the end of the story. The door opened. Things changed. She got healing for her child. Praise opens doors. And everyone under the sound of my voice today, doors will open unto you today as you praise him in the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, praise opens, secures help from above. Secures help from above. Secures help from above. There's a story of a woman that I read. The church was doing what they call hallelujah praise. And they told them great things that praise did. And after service, she said, if praise brought down the walls of Jericho, if praise defeated armies, if praise did these mighty things in scriptures, open doors, I believe God that praise will open my own door today. And the story goes that this woman went home, he locked up the door, and then began to sing by herself and to dance. Danced all through the night. Danced all through the night. And as she was dancing, she was telling God, you've done my own. You've done my own. You've done my own. You've done my own. She was praising and praising and praising God like she had never done before. Nine months after, the story goes, because she's been trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Nine months after, she carried her own baby. And she carried the baby and said, Lord, this is the child you have given to me out of my praise. Somebody, the doors that you are looking for will open unto you today. Amen. Your praise is what will make it happen. Friends, don't let the enemies of praise stop you. Don't let delays stop your praise. Sometimes failure and the thought of failure can stop our praise. Sometimes, sometimes the issues around, the challenges can stop our praise by our complaints and our murmurings. We must not allow them to stop us. Rather, we must take a song and say, Lord, I will sing unto you a new song. We must take a dance and say, Lord, I'm going to dance to you. Oh, I'm going to dance to you. you. You can make up your mind and look, hey, because of the things you are believing God for. Take one hour, take two hours in a day and say, Lord, I am dancing because you have done me well. Take a praise or take a shout. Begin to shout. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Because praise provokes the supernatural. I am believing God today, friends, that in the name that's above every name, somebody, as you enter into the process of praise all through the rest of this year, God will do something remarkable for you. Amen. Let me give you an assignment. Between now and the end of the year, 
Even though the fast is ending today. Take at least one hour in a day. To sing. To dance. And to shout. 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 Dance. Even the people will think, ah, what is going on with him? Dance. 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 Sing. It's coming. That's come. That's come. That's come. The interesting thing is that most times when you sing and dance, that is when God speaks most to you. For me, that's been one of the things for me. And one of the places where I like to sing and dance is in the shower. Oh, as the water is coming in. The Bible says sing spiritual songs. So even if you don't know the lyrics of English what to sing, there are things you can sing. 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 You may not know how to dance, but you see, God, God understands the dance steps. Whether you are doing like this, or you are Michael Jackson, or you are David Whatever it is, you, there's a dance steps you've got. There's a dance steps you've got. You are doing it to God, your father. And, and friends, that is a garment. That's a garment. And, and the more you engage in it, the more you realize that God does something remarkable for you. I am believing God today that in the name that's above every name, as we enter into a section of praise right now, God is going to visit you like never before. I'd like you to stand to your feet. Like it to stand to your feet. The choir is not going to sing for you. Thank you for listening to today's word, and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca. The word works. Throne of Grace, transforming lives, establishing His kingdom.